Welcome to the Vineyard Boise Sunday Message Podcast. You can join us live on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and vineyardboise.org slash live. Subscribe to our message podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And if you'd like to support Vineyard Boise, you can give online at vineyardboise.org slash give. Today's message is brought to you by Pastor Jesse Meyer. Enjoy. Guys, my name is Jesse. I'm the worship pastor here. And I was just thinking about it. The reality is my wife and I have been coming to church here since 2003, which was 20 years ago. Isn't that crazy? Um, so we've been married now for 19 years. When we first started coming here, we were engaged. And so, man, we've just, we've just loved this church. We love the family of God here. We did take five years uh, and went to Portland from 2010 to 2015 and served a couple churches over in that area. And then in 2015, we came back and I came on staff. And so it's been a little over eight years that I've served as the worship pastor here. And we're just, we just love it. We're blessed to be here. We're grateful. Um, like I said, my wife, Larissa, and I have been married for, I'm um, coming on 19 years in September. Um, we're almost to the, the big 20. So amazing. Uh, it gets better every year. Um, and we have four kids, uh, Malia, Paisley, Hudson, and Miles. Do we have a picture? I, I put a picture in the PowerPoint, but then there it is. All right. So that's my family. Um, I hope the girls aren't too embarrassed with that one. Sorry, guys. I, I did ask mom's permission, but um, so that's, that's us at our recent trip to Lake Powell. A couple weeks ago, we went down there, and uh, man, it's just beautiful. If you've never been down there, southern Utah, uh, it's amazing. So that's me. That's my family. Um, and this morning, uh, normally I'm up there leading worship. Uh, today, I get the privilege of bringing God's word and, uh, and bringing the message, and so I'm really honored to do that. And so we're continuing our, our anchor series, looking at anchor passages that, that as a staff, we've, we've chosen, like, these are, these are passages that anchor us to God's truth, to his word, to his heart. Um, and like, Kenny, like uh, Terry said, Kenny gave an amazing message last week. Who was here for that message? Wasn't that amazing? Like, Kenny, thank you so much. Um, it was so good. And I have to admit... I'm a, little, I'm a little frustrated at Kenny, and here's, here's why. Um, as you guys know, Kenny has a lot of tattoos on his arms, right? And I only have one tattoo, okay? And Kenny probably has, I bet, like 20 Bible verses hidden in there all over the place that he could have chosen from. I have one tattoo, and guess what Bible verse is in this tattoo? <laughs> That's right, Hebrews 6, 19. And it even has an anchor, okay? It even has an anchor. And so Kenny, you stole... No, you I'm just kidding. I'm totally joking, guys. I just thought it was ironic and kind of funny. I was thinking of, you know, uh, you know when Samuel comes to David and he gives him that parable about the rich man that had all these sheep and he went to the poor man and stole his one sheep? I kind of feel like, you know, Kenny is rich in tattoos. <laughs> And he stole my one tattoo. <laughs> oh. No, but Kenny, thank you. That, that message was amazing. And, you know, the reality is we have anchor passages, but we don't know. We don't have one. We have, we have many. And so I want to bring um, to you guys another one of my anchor passages, and that's Romans um, 12.1. And uh, 
And so we're going to dive into that today, Romans 12.1. Uh, but before we do that, there's another passage, and maybe this is like a bonus anchor passage today. Um, there's another passage I want to read just to root us and anchor, and anchor us, give us a foundation today of this reality. And so I want to read Romans, or excuse me, Philippians 2.13. Do we, guys, do we have that on the slide today? Here's what it says. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So the reason I want to start there is I want us to just be reminded today that God is working in us, okay? God is working in you this morning right now. So real quick, I want you to look at someone next to you and just tell them God is working in you this morning. That was weak, guys. Come on. Come on. Look at someone next to you and tell them God is working in you this morning. So that's, that's the amazing thing is that God is working in us. And it's not about striving. It's not about earning. It's not about um, trying to make something happen. It's literally just about allowing him to do his work. It's about not resisting uh, what he wants to do. And it's amazing that, that he's actually working in us. He's the one that gives us the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Isn't that amazing? Thank you, Lord. So, with that as the foundation, uh, I do want to open in prayer and read Romans 12, 1 and 2. Before I do that, I just want to invite you guys to stand. Can we, can we just stand? I want to just have us stand to just kind of get us in a posture and re-engage our hearts this morning and just to honor God's word. So, I'm going to pray and then I'm going to read Romans 12, 1 and 2. So, Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence here. God, we thank you that you are already working within us. Thank you, Lord. And I ask, God, that you would continue this morning the work that you want to do. I pray that you would uh, move through the words that I speak, that you would give me your words today. We thank you for your word, God. We thank you that we can anchor into your scripture. We ask that you would have your way this morning. All right, Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Amen. You guys, grab a seat. You know, I love this passage. You know, as a worship leader, I love that it, it points us to the way to truly worship God. I love that it, it describes that it's, it's more than just singing a song, but it's actually coming with, with a whole life offered up as a sacrifice to God. And I love, um, I love this passage because it calls us into a life of devotion to the Lord. And I love that it, that it, uh, it gives us a promise of a renewed mind, that, that we don't have to conform to the pattern of this world, but instead we can have a renewed mind. And I love that in that there's that promise of transformation, and there's that, that promise of, of understanding what God's will is. And so for all those reasons, I, I just I always have loved this passage. And, and the reality is, though, at the same time, 
if, if I'm honest, and I think today, if you guys are honest, there's, there's some language in this passage that kind of makes me bristle a little bit. And what I'm getting at, the, the, the key phrase I'm getting at is this term living sacrifice. Does anyone else, when you read that, kind of get a little like, oh man, living sacrifice, that sounds kind of intense, right? Like, uh, there's part of me that bristles at that, part of me that's like, I don't know, man, that sounds, that sounds pretty intense. You know, when you read that word or that term living sacrifice, you might, you know, images of like Abraham and Isaac might come to, come to mind when, when Abraham's going up the hill and Isaac's going to be the sacrifice and they're trusting God to, to provide the substitute. That's, that's pretty intense. Or maybe it comes to mind like the, the uh, Israelites, um, the sacrificial system in the temple where they're bringing animals and sacrificing them for the forgiveness of, of the people. Or maybe what comes to mind is the Christian uh, metal band living sacrifice. And <laughs> that's equally intense. Um, I actually, I, I was thinking of that, so I, I looked it up on Spotify and it, it's, it's pretty intense. It's... I don't know if I'd recommend it. Terry, I think, sounds like he's into it. But, um, but needless to say, that phrase, living sacrifice, there's something about it that seems kind of ominous, right? It's like, wow, that's, that's intense. And, you know, the reality is that, yes, it, there is something about that that is maybe a little ominous, a little intense. But I think the reality is that we don't need to be afraid of that. We don't need to be afraid of becoming, offering ourselves as a living sacrifice. Something does need to be afraid, and that thing is our sinful nature. Okay, that's, that's the thing that needs to be afraid, but we don't need to be afraid. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's our sin that should be afraid, and more specifically our sin nature that should be afraid of that offering ourselves as a living sacrifice. And Romans 6, 6 through 8, if we can put this on the screen, it says this. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. So when Paul in Romans says we died with Christ, he's clearly not, he's not talking about our physical body, right? He's not talking even about our spirit or our, our soul necessarily. He's, he's actually talking about our sin nature. And so in the same way, when we become living sacrifices, when we offer ourselves as living sacrifices, it's actually our sin nature that's put to death and we come alive. We come alive in Christ when we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. Uh, N.T. Wright. Anyone know N.T. Wright? He's one of my favorite theologians. I would recommend any, any book of his. He's amazing. But he has a commentary in Romans 12, 1 and 2, and, this, and he says it this way. He says, Paul uses a vivid, indeed shocking idea. One's whole self must be laid on the altar like a sacrifice in the temple. The big difference is that whereas the sacrifice is there to be, to be killed, the Christian's self-offering is actually all about coming alive with a new life that bursts out in unexpected ways once the evil deeds of the self are put to death. So offering yourself to, to God as a living sacrifice 
is actually all about coming alive. And I think the reason we, we bristle at that term living sacrifice is because, because we're thinking about it in, in a wrong way. And we're going to get to that in a minute about our thinking and about allowing God to renew our minds. But we think about it in terms of, gosh, becoming a living sacrifice. That means I'm, you know, I think I'm going to have to let go of stuff that makes me happy. Or I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to go do something that, that I don't want to do or isn't actually what I, what I need or actually what I want. And the reality is that that's not true. It's not true. God has your best in mind. And so if you, tr- if you can trust him, that's, that's really the key. Can we trust him? Can we come to him and say, I'm going to lay myself down as a, as a living sacrifice, trusting that what you really have in mind for me is, is actually my peace and joy and true happiness. And so we recognize, so hopefully we've kind of turned the corner on that a little bit. Like that phrase is a little intense, a little scary, but we've turned the corner. We recognize, okay, it's actually to our benefit to come and offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. But, but then we have to kind of grapple with the question, if that's the case, then why is, it, like, why is it so difficult to stay on the altar, right? You guys ever notice that? It's, it's kind of tough. It's kind of challenging to, to stay in that posture of offering ourselves as a living sacrifice. And I believe uh, one of the answers to that question, why it's difficult, I think there's probably more than this, but I, I felt like the Lord was sharing this with me today that, uh, or this week as I prepared, that one of the reasons it's difficult is found, the answer to that question is found in verse 2 of Romans 12. Paul says this, he says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, uh, in order for us to rightly understand what it means to be a living sacrifice, we must have a renewed mind. We have to see it clearly. We have to see it correctly. Without a renewed mind, we'll continually see that call to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. We'll see it as losing something we need. We'll see it as something that will cost us joy and happiness. And therefore, we'll, wanna, we'll, we'll actually want to keep trying to crawl off the altar because we're, we're seeing it wrongly. With a renewed mind, we're actually able to see that offering ourselves as a living sacrifice leads to life. And it leads to joy and peace and right relationship with God and with the people around us. And, and without a renewed mind, we'll still see it as a loss of freedom, maybe even a death of our truest desires, which it's not that. It's actually a death of, of our sinful nature. And so, you know, one of the things I was thinking about is the fact that Jesus, in, in so many ways, but in this way as well, he leads the way for us. He leads the way what it means to have a renewed mind. He leads the way what it means to, to live this living sacrifice lifestyle. So this is from Philippians 2, 3 through 8. And it says, and this is Paul writing to the Philippian church. He says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, and here's the part I want you to hear, have the same mindset as, Jesus, as Christ Jesus. Have the same mindset. What do you imagine that mindset is? I would suggest that it's a renewed mind. That's the mindset that Jesus has. Who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing, 
by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. See, the mindset of of Christ is a renewed mind. It leads to humility and sacrificial love, which are central to what it means to be a living sacrifice. That's central to what it means to offer yourself as a living sacrifice. And so Paul calls us to have the mindset of Christ, which is another way of saying you need to have a renewed mind. And, and here's where we're going to kind of get into the, the practical, like the, the kind of the, the battle that we face, I guess I'll put it that way. We're called to have that mind of Christ. We're called to have the renewed mind. But here's the truth. Our minds and our thinking are constantly being shaped and formed by what we give our time and attention to. You guys notice that reality in your life? So Paul says, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. And other translations say, don't be conformed to the the pattern of this present age. So the present age is another way to say that. And the present age stands in opposition to God's will. Okay, as, as Christians, we're looking to the future, which is the age to come. It's, the, it's God's kingdom coming. And the present age is actually in opposition to God's will. And Paul's appeal is that we should refuse to let the present age squeeze us into its mold to dictate to us how we should think and tell us what we should do. So, As followers of Jesus, we're actually called to be people of the age to come, right? We're called to be kingdom people. When Jesus came, he inaugurated his kingdom. He inaugurated the age to come. And yet, we realize we're still in the present age, right? We haven't realized that age to come in its fullness yet. And that's, in the vineyard, we talk a lot about being kingdom people. Kingdom people are looking to that age to come, knowing that it's, it's actually breaking in now, it, was, it started breaking in when Jesus came, and it's going to be realized in its fullness when he comes again. So as, as followers of Jesus, we're called to be kingdom people. We're called to be countercultural. We're called to be people with the same mindset as Christ, people with renewed minds who think. But the truth is that, that and N.T. Wright said this in his commentary, he said, many Christians in today's world never come to terms with this reality. They hope they will be able to live up to something like Christian standards while still thinking the way the rest of the world thinks. And he says this, it can't be done. It can't be done. And I think most of us in the room probably know that is true from experience, right? I know from, from myself, uh, a little bit of my story, I grew up as a, as a Christian um, even at, at a pretty young age in my teens, I was encouraged to help lead worship uh, with our youth group, like a lot of worship leaders eventually do. And, um, and so, but the reality was, I didn't have a renewed mind. Like, I, I was thinking at that time, I was just thinking like everyone else. And, and so I, I was in this place of like trying, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like, like N.T. Wright said, I'm, I'm hoping I'll live up to something like Christian standards, but I, my mind is, is thinking just like the world. And what that produced in me was a life that was totally compromised, that was not actually following Jesus. So from the outside, you, you know, I would have said, yeah, I'm a Christian. From the outside, you would have seen me and thought, okay, I guess he's a Christian. But on the inside, and, and, the way, and if you knew me a little more, 
uh, you would know I wasn't actually. I wasn't actually following Jesus. My life did not reflect him really in any way besides when I would maybe get up and, and lead a song of worship. And, and really, um, it, was, it, was, it was false. You know, it was, it was a mask. And maybe you guys have, have experienced that yourself. You've, your thinking has been, has been off. It's just been like the world. You've been so inundated with messaging and social media and news or whatever it is that begins to shape your thinking and that is actually influencing you more than having the mind of Christ. And so for me, as, I, as, as God continued to pursue me like he does in his faithfulness, he began to um, bring conviction and he began to renew my mind through the power of the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden I was like coming I was being awakened to the reality of where I was actually at. And, and in that place, that, that's why we need the Holy Spirit to bring conviction. We need the Holy Spirit to renew our mind because then we actually see clearly who, who we are. We see where we are. And it, it actually uh, leads us to repentance. That, that's the beauty of conviction. It leads us to, to repentance, which is not the same as condemnation. Condemnation leads us to isolation and depression and spiraling deeper, but God's conviction, the conviction of the Holy Spirit, opens our eyes, and we're able to see clearly, and that leads us to repentance, which leads us to the grace and mercy of God. Thanks. <laughs> um, all right, so to review, oh, oh, I just, as I share that story, I want to, I want to, what I want you to see in that is like, God was actually working, he was pursuing me, he was working in me, and I want to remind us today, he's doing that today, he's doing that in you today. Remember Philippians 2.13, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him, okay? It's not about trying to, to strive and to earn something, it's just about uh, letting him do what he wants to do and not resisting him. So who, who is, who's working today? Is it you? Who's working in you today? That's right. Who's the source of the power today? That's right. Um, okay, so just to review a little bit. Up to this point, we've, we've recognized that the, the call to offer ourselves as living sacrifices is actually a call to life. It's a call to joy and peace. And we've realized that when we don't have a renewed mind, we don't see it clearly. We don't see it that way. And, and we re realize that we live in this present age, which is constantly trying to shape our thinking into a way that is actually opposed to God and opposed to his will. And so the key there then is how do we partner with God so that he renews our minds and so that we see what it means to, be a, to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice accurately. How do we do that? You know, we've, we've been saying God's the one that does the work, right? And he, he also invites us to partner with him in that work. I love what Jay Pathak said uh, a couple weeks ago. We listened to a message from the, the Vineyard USA uh, national director. And in his message, he said that it's not actually within humanity, the thing that, that divides us is not good and bad. Okay, we're, we're, he said, we're all bad. We've all sinned. So, so it's not good and bad. What he said, which I thought was brilliant, is what actually separates us is humility and pride. It's either, are you, do you have the humility to recognize 
your sin? Or are you stuck in pride and not willing to recognize that? And so um, the beautiful thing is that when we step into humility, we can come before God and say, I need you to do this in me because I, I don't have the strength myself, right? I need you to do that. He's the originator. He's the author. But I do want to get just a touch practical today and talk about four ways that we can partner with God, who is the one doing the work, but we can partner with him just to make space and to not resist him. And here's four ways. We're going to put them on the screen. They're not, they're really not groundbreaking. They're not anything crazy uh, is really normal, but it's just worship, prayer, scripture, and presence. And I mean God's presence by that. And I promise you guys, I didn't write this. I didn't write those four points to get you to come to church more. I realize that all those things happen at church. <laughs> but, but you know, and, and, you know, if that's what God speaks to you, then so be it. Uh, but that wasn't my intent necessarily. I, I will say that, that as we go, I'm just going to touch on these real quickly. Um, I would encourage you to, to spend time in each one of these on your own in the secret place with the Lord but also with fellow believers. Okay, there's, both of those things are, I would almost say, equally important. If you only practice these on your own and you neglect fellowship together and, and meeting together, I think there's a, there's a dynamic there that's missing. And, and in the same way, if, if it's only in this context that you're doing these things, there's something missing there as well. So, um, yeah, so these are ways that we can posture ourselves in a place where we can allow God to renew our mind. So the first one, worship. I think the biggest thing here is that worship actually places us in a, in a posture of humility before God. It actually, we're, we're coming before him, we're lifting him up, and we're, we're saying we want, we're enthroning you, and we're humbling ourselves. And when we do that, our minds are renewed. It's just like a, it's a simple thing. We can't help but have our mind renewed when we place ourselves in that posture. The next one is prayer. Um, and this could be, you know, this could be intercessory prayer. This could just be like waiting on the Lord, listening for his voice. But when we, when we gather and pray with others, when we pray in the secret place, what we're trying to do is make room for God to reveal his heart to us, to reveal how he sees situations, how he sees circumstances. And that renews our minds. Number three is scripture. This is huge, guys. This is actually, I mean, I'm not, I don't think there's any way I'm going to rank these as far as importance. I think they're all important, but man, I can tell you, and you guys have probably experienced this, when in my life in seasons, if I've neglected consistently being in God's word, I, I can see my thinking starts to shift. It starts to get more worldly. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but um, my thinking gets more and more influenced by this present age. I'll put it that way. And I would just challenge us, like, and again, when, when you write a message, uh, man, you find out that you're actually preaching to yourself, right? Um, but uh, I would challenge us that are we, I'm not saying you shouldn't be on social media. I'm not saying you shouldn't watch whatever. But man, I bet if we had an equation for like every you know, 10 minutes of social media or every 10 minutes of XYZ, we spent 10 minutes in the Bible as well. I think that would have an impact. You guys agree? I think, I think we should maybe think about that just a little bit. But the last one is presence, okay? God's presence. And this one, again, practice this on your own. 
But there is something about gathering with God's people. When, when, a, when a group of God's people get together with one heart and one mind to meet with God, there's something, uh, his, his manifest presence comes. And when you're in a place like that, you just, you can't help but have your mind renewed. And so it's, that's why we pursue that in worship. That's why at the end of the service here in just a few minutes, we're going to make space to meet with God. We're going to make space to, to spend time in his presence. It, it's just the simple reality that when we pursue him and say, we welcome you, Holy Spirit, and we gather together and, and his manifest presence comes and we don't resist what he wants to do, he will renew our minds. He will, he will cleanse our minds. He will wash our minds. All right, so I think I've pretty much come to where I want to come to this morning. Um, just those are some practical things. I would encourage you. Um, and I actually want to invite the worship team to come back up. And I have one more practical thing as they're coming up. Um, and just to share a little personally in my life, one of the things, uh, one of the places where I've been experiencing this kind, these, these four areas where I've been experiencing the renewing of my mind has been in our daily prayer and worship here at the church. And we worship, we, we meet uh, from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Sometimes it goes a little longer than that. Um, every Monday through Thursday, right over in Auditorium 1, which is off of the office entrance. And so if, if, if you sense like, you know, I, I, want, I want to get in a space, into a place with other people on a more consistent basis where I'm allowing God to renew my mind and, and change my thinking, I would just encourage you, this is, it's a powerful time. Um, again, that's Monday through Thursday, every single day that the church office is open, we start at 9 a.m. with worship and prayer. Sometimes it's more focused on prayer, sometimes it's, it's more worship. Um, it's always got some scripture in it, and it always is a place of, of meeting and encountering God's presence. So that's a quick little plug for that. Um, but as we wrap up today, I just want to invite you to stand. Yeah. Holy Spirit, would you just come? We thank you for your presence, God. We thank you that you're already here. We thank you that it's you that's moving and working in us today. God, we don't want to resist you. We don't want to resist what you want to do today. Yeah, so this morning, I just, I sense there's maybe, um, well, you know, the, the truth is, I think that because we're all living in this present age, we're all inundated with, um, you know, with, with this present age just shouting its, its messages, shouting its, its agendas at us nonstop. I think the reality is that probably most of us in this room could, could say, yeah, man, I need, I need God to renew my mind today. But I believe there's, there's some of you specifically who just like, maybe, maybe in a more intense way today or in just a more, um, in a deeper way, are just really like, gosh, this is, this is hitting you in a, in a significant way this morning. Um, in a sense, there's maybe some that are just convicted um, by the Holy Spirit that maybe there's some, there's some areas in your life, maybe there's some patterns of thinking or patterns of, of behavior that you're recognizing. You know, that's actually... That's actually flowing out of a mindset that's not uh, renewed. That's, that's not the mind of Christ. 
And, and so if that's you today, we want to pray with you. We want to minister to you. I just encourage you not to, not to resist what God's doing in, in you this morning. Um, and, and then I was sensing that maybe there's others today who, who have not yet actually said yes to Jesus. You haven't ever actually um, allowed uh, Jesus to come into your life. You've never received the forgiveness that he's, that he's won for you, that he's offering you. And, and you've never stepped into that, the fullness of new life. And so we want to pray with you as well, if that's you. And so we just believe God's moving. We're not going to rush anything this morning. We've got plenty of time. So I'd encourage you this morning just to listen to the Holy Spirit, just to make space, listen to how he's speaking to you. Don't resist him. I also sense this morning um, that, you know, in my life, during that season when God began to renew my mind, I actually, I forgot to mention this, but there was a season where I laid down. I had to lay down this whole thing of leading worship. I didn't, I didn't actually touch a guitar for like two years uh, because I, I just knew I needed to, to lay that down. And so I just sensed this morning, maybe there's some of you guys today that there's, there's something in your life. It could even be a good thing, but you're realizing in order to pursue God, in order to offer myself as a living sacrifice, there's something I need to lay down. And then, I'm, and then, and then maybe there's someone today who, who God's actually asking you to pick something up. He's maybe speaking to you like, if you're going to lay yourself down as a living sacrifice, I want you to pick up something. I want you to, maybe there's a ministry call in your life. Maybe there's, um, I don't know, maybe a conversation that he's been calling you to have and, you have, and you've been resisting it. Um, just sense the Lord um, possibly asking someone to, uh, to pick something up today. And so we're going to make space. If, as I've been speaking, if the Lord's been just stirring in your heart, we're going to make space for you to, and what I'm going to do is just have you come up front as we, as the team leads us in some worship. I'm going to invite you to come forward. We have our prayer ministry team that's going to come, and we just want to pray with you. And we're also going to make space if you just need to stay where you are and allow the Lord to renew your mind today. That's, that's cool too. But I would just say, let's engage. Let's not check out. we got plenty of time. And and the last thing is we do have some words for prayer that our prayer team has been uh, seeking the Lord. And so there's some specific things that we feel like God wants to do this morning in this room. And so these are the words that, that our prayer team heard. There is safety in God. The goodness and love of God changes us. In our weakness and struggles, God meets us. In his presence, brokenness is gone. Uh, blindness and clouds are being removed from eyes, and there is freedom. So, if any of those words, as I read those, if those just stir something in you, we want to pray with you as well. And Terry, do you have anything this morning? I, okay. So here's what we're gonna do, guys. Just let's just stay engaged. This is these are those moments I'm talking about where where we can be in a room where a group of people have one heart to pursue God, and in that place, His presence comes. And so we're just going to allow the worship team to sing. And to just be in, I just invite you, however you need to, to posture yourself. If you need to um, come up front, we want you to come. We want to pray for you. If you need to stay where you are and just, just be with God, just that's great. Uh, but, but don't check out. And I would encourage you too, you could even be praying for those that, that do need to come. Uh, be praying in the room. Just be interceding today. So I'm going to pray. And then as we sing, I just invite you to come. So Lord... I thank you for how you're moving in this place. I thank you how you're moving in us. I thank you that you, 
that you, Jesus, have shown us what it looks like to walk with a renewed mind. And God, I pray all over this room that you would begin to do that in us, that you'd begin to just wash us, wash our minds, Lord. However our thinking has been, um, been distorted, God, would you come and, and renew our thinking, renew our minds. Lord, I pray um, that there be no resistance today of what you want to do. We, we come against uh, the enemy who would want to want to stop that, who would want to resist uh, what you're doing in this place. We just say, have your way, God. Have your way in us today. Have your way in us today. All right, so let's just, let's just press in. You can begin to just lead us in worship, Jackie. We're, gonna, we're just going to stay in this moment. We've got plenty of time. Yeah, and if that's you this morning, we have a prayer team. We want to pray for you. Sometimes that just marks a moment of significance. So if you need to say yes to Jesus, if you need to pick something up or lay something down, or if you just know, I, just, I need someone to pray for me that God would renew my mind today, we want to make space for that. So you can come on down on my knees again surrendering all surrendering all find me here Lord as you draw me near desperate
I think there's some more people that need prayer. If you're on the prayer ministry team, we'd invite you to come and just be looking, see if there's anyone. If, if you are down here and you haven't been prayed for and you'd like prayer, um, just raise your hand so we can, so we can see you. Um, yeah, there we go, right here. So I'm going to pray and then I'll close this up. Um, if you want to stay, we are just going to stay in this place. We're going to stay in this posture of worship today and uh, just trusting that God is renewing minds today and he's, he's uh, renewing that passion and, and that ability to say yes to him and to, to say yes to becoming a living sacrifice. So I'm going to close this in prayer and we're going to keep pressing in. So Lord, I thank you this morning. Thank you for renewed minds. Thank you for renewed hearts. Thank you for the work of your Holy Spirit in us. And we do ask for more, God. We ask for more in this place. And God, uh, we pray that you would empower us to be who you've called us to be, that you'd empower us to present to you ourselves as living sacrifices before you. We love you. We worship you. We give you our whole hearts and our whole lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, we're going to soft close today. Go make the invisible God visible. Go get your kids if you have them. And uh, we're going to keep pressing. And if you'd like to stay in the room and just worship, you're more than welcome to do that. You guys keep... Thanks for listening. To respond or receive prayer after the live stream closes, please email prayer at vineyardboise.org. And if possible, include your phone number. We'd love to get in touch with you. Thanks.